All right, what's up, everybody? It's your boy LJ Johnson here on the LJ Show. Uh, actually, it's not the LJ Show. This is it's called The Peak. So this is our episode two, the second episode. We'll, we'll talk about Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, it's going to be a great season. Uh, we're going to have a great year. And uh, this is our year. Okay, this is our year for growth. This is our year for uh, patience. Okay, we'll have some patience. Um, you know, we're going to have a good year. Be optimistic, as I would say. Um, come in the season as a, as a Thunder fan with open mind. Uh, just envision that you're Rumble. You know, when you look at Rumble on the court, he, he's always happy and excited and He's never down, you know, no matter if he's playing the drums, flipping, dunking the basketball, break dancing, um, throwing you some T-shirts. He's always happy, you know. So just coming the season with a joyful heart and, uh, you know, the best way you can. You know, don't, don't, we, winning 10 games three months from now, <laughs> don't, you know, don't get so upset. Just be like, hey, you know what, that just means two lottery picks. I think, yeah. If we get one, we get two. That's Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so we're going to go ahead and talk about some Thunder basketball with Zach Lowe. Uh, this is Zach Lowe from Heartland Sports. Uh, he does a great job over there. He's a, a Thunder analyst. Uh, he's an expert in Thunder basketball. <laughs> uh, I forgot to put a question on the text I sent you. What do you know about the coach? Uh, not much, man. To be completely honest, I, I've done a little bit of reading about him. The, I mean, the the best thing I can tell you is that he's uh, firmly a part of the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. He's been um, he, the, the head coach of the Oklahoma City Blue for uh, it was either three or four years before joining Billy Donovan on the bench last year with the Thunder. So he's very much ingrained into the uh, the organization and just who the Thunder is as an organization, who the Thunder is as a team. So uh, I, a lot of people weren't thrilled with the pick because they think, you know, we, there's still all these guys out there. Mark Jackson keeps coming up every single time there's a coach opening. I'm like, That's who guys. Want it. Well, it may be uh, too late now. <laughs> uh, well, in my opinion, there's a reason he's not getting hired to coach anywhere. Uh, we we don't we don't always know everything. So um, there were some guys that I definitely had in mind I would have liked. I'm a big fan of Antonio Daniels. I hope he gets a shot at coaching sometime soon. Um, I loved him when he was with Fox Sports Oklahoma, covering the Thunder, and now he's down in New Orleans covering the Pelicans. He'll be excited to uh, get to cover Stephen Adams again, I'm sure. Right. But uh, yeah, Coach Dagnall, he's a uh, he, as far as I can tell, he's very much a Thunder guy. He's been a part of the Thunder family for years now. He's very, obviously, team-oriented, focused on uh, player development, which is exactly what the, what the team needs right now is, is development. We've got um, an incredibly young squad. The average age uh, gets boosted a little bit because of uh, Al Horford and George Hill. But uh, overall, we, we are a very young team. Um it, you said it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a season. I'll tell you that. Uh, it, it depends on your definition of good. I am very much looking forward to it for a number of different reasons. Uh, I can say without a doubt this is not going to be like really probably like any other season the Thunder's ever had before, um, except for maybe the uh, the inaugural year, the 08-09 season. But 
Uh, Dag Nolte, a young guy. He He's uh, inexperienced, obviously, as a head coach in the NBA, but he has plenty of coaching experience. He did a pretty solid job with the blue. And as far as I can tell, um, players love him. Um, and to me, I think the, the, the player-coach relationship is incredibly important. Um, unfortunately, that's why you, you really need to have a young coach nowadays because because of developing that um, – Developing those relationships, the the hard part of that can be uh, maintaining the uh, the authoritative respect of a head coach and a player. So, um, in the NBA, we know unfortunately coaches don't always get to do a lot of coaching. They're really just managing personalities. And if these guys are willing to play for him and kind of follow his lead, then I think it's going to be good. And uh, I mean, I have such low expectations when it comes to winning for this season that. Um, to me, the wins are going to be seeing players develop, make big plays, continue to get better, and uh, hopefully we only have to have to have one season or so of a uh, rebuild, tanking, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah. I'm excited to see what, what he's going to do as a coach. Yeah, I'm personally. excited too. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited too, uh, but, you know, it, it's – like I, like I said, um, you have to go into this year thinking about the, like you said, the inaugural year. And we had Katie, we had Russ, we had James Harden that all those times. And we got to those positions because we were bad. So it, <laughs> we were only The first season was ugly. And, you know, we, we drafted well early. Yeah. Um, that, that Right before the team got here, Presti drafted Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka both in the first round. And then picked up James Harden the following year. Right. So, I mean, I, obviously those are some some crazy picks. And I, who, who knows what's, you know, where we're going to fall this season, what's going to happen. Uh, my thing is, regardless of who we end up drafting, I really like our young core that we have right now. Right. And I don't think that gets enough focus. I think everybody's wanting, you know, those lottery picks, those guys that are kind of come in and drop uh, 20 points, six to eight rebounds, four or five assists a game as a rookie. When, you know, not everybody does that. There's only one rookie of the year. And regardless of, of winning awards or whatever you're doing, as a, listen, there are plenty of guys that that do well just, you know, in light of their rookie year. There, there's a, a, a player, I, I'm not sure if you've heard of him, by the name of Kobe Bryant. Um, he, he, yeah. he only averaged, I think it was like 8.6 points a game as a rookie. Um, I'm, I'm quoting that off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But point being is he, he was not in contention for rookie of the year. He was not a, a focal point of the Los Angeles Lakers. He, he was not at all um, a guy that was considered – I mean, he, he was a high school kid coming in young, and he wasn't necessarily expected to just uh, – you know, he had, he had high expectations, obviously, especially from the Lake organization. But after that first season, there were plenty of people that could have looked at him and said, wow, look at this guy. What a bust. Um, let me pull his stats up here. He played in 71 games as a rookie, so almost every game, but he only played 15 minutes a game. And he averaged, let me scroll over the points, 7.6. I was off by a whole point. Yeah, Eddie, he was playing behind Eddie Jones, who was, who was an NBA great. So I'm looking at some of this young core, and we can get into talking about the roster a little bit. I'll follow your lead. This is your show here. But I'm excited about the young core, man, regardless of what the future holds. I, I'm looking at the roster right now, and – there's a lot of a lot of names on here that I'm I'm thrilled to see play this season, regardless of final scores. 
Right, and I want to see the, uh, the the Europe kids play. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the names, but the, the seven-foot kid, I want to see. Koku, that's what we're calling him. Okay, I want to see, does he resemble anything of uh, the the guy in Dallas? I forget, they call him Unicorn. I, I forgot uh, his name. Porzingis. Yeah. Does he resemble uh, th- I think there are some similarities in terms of tall, skinny, can do things. Uh, ability. <laughs> uh, ability, though. I mean, okay. I, I hate to take too much from preseason. Yeah. I hate to take too much from you know pre NBA highlights. But when you look at the kid, he he's first off he's a kid. I think everybody needs to realize that they're like seven two, uh, and he's barely two hundred pounds. He might not be two hundred pounds. I don't even know. He's he's he skinny, like that's for sure. Yeah. But here's here's one thing I know. There was a certain uh, tall NBA player who had played an entire rookie season in Seattle. That when he arrived in Oklahoma City and he got to understand Presti's chefs and he stopped eating candy all the time and started eating real meals, he didn't really put on a ton of muscle, but he did add some weight. Right. And Kevin Durant is not, you know, he's he's not the 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 tiny kid that he once was when he arrived in Oklahoma City. He, he did kind of develop um, a little bit of size. Still, oh, yeah. still obviously has that Seattle, slim reaper persona. In Seattle's coffee shops, they got this uh, – I don't even think they have bread or anything. So in our coffee shops, we got cinnamon rolls and, and – Pastries, man. And pastries and stuff. So uh, yeah. Yeah, down here, he's he, – he, <laughs> he got well, the this, real coffee shops. Yeah, um, Poku, he's going he's gonna to put on some size. He still has plenty of uh, years to grow. But one thing that he's already got is a number of different areas of skill. So for, for a seven-foot-two guy to be able to handle the ball like he does, he's a pretty solid shooter. We saw some of that. He, he was a bit streaky. Again, it's preseason. He played in – I think he played in all three games. Uh, and he's, he looked solid. He, he's not afraid, that's for sure. But he's able to do some things that I wouldn't really expect from a guy his height and his youth – to be able to do already. And that, and to me, to, to have a guy be able to pull down a rebound and then push the floor, that's not, you know, six foot four Russell Westbrook. To be able to have him do it, Al Horford did it a little bit, to have those bigs pull down rebounds and immediately just turn and look up the floor. We've never had that, that quote-unquote big man uh, be able to handle the ball. It's been Steven Adams. And when he brings, up, brings it up the floor, he's done it a couple times. Uh, it, it either ends in complete disaster or it's just something absolutely incredible. It's a toss-up. But with guys like Poku, I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not sure how much he's going to play. Um, I'm hoping he gets, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game because he needs to develop, and this is the season to, you know, throw some guys out there and see what can happen. Yeah. He's, he's going to make some plays. He's going to look ugly as, as a rookie, but he's, he's going to do some pretty things as well. And I saw the term being thrown around that, He's he's not a unicorn. He's a pterodactyl. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not sure what the uh, I, I didn't read into the the reference too much, but it's like a a, a new type of player, I guess you could say. Right. And uh, I think it probably has something to do with his his ridiculous uh, wingspan. But anyways, I do think he's he's going to be something. Um, he's got some nicknames floating around, like Poku the pterodactyl. I saw the the Serbian Slenderman. Uh, so he's a, he, he's a he, he's not big. He's not he's tall, but he's not big. Uh, but his skills his skill level is there, and uh, I, I'm pretty pretty thrilled with that. Well, I don't know what happened last game. 
Uh, I, 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 didn't, I need to watch the highlights, but he only had one point. And then T. Maladon, I don't even know, how, I don't know who that is, but that was the guy that went off in the first game. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he had no points, no no minutes. So I don't know what uh, the coach is doing with the with the rotation. I think he's trying to figure out who he's got. And, and, well, he know he, had, he know he has Al Horford and, and uh, Shea and – and, and uh, George Hill. Um, yeah. So, so you want do you want do you want to do a quick roster breakdown for yeah? You know, maybe everybody that's listening that don't know, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll break it down into categories as best I can. Let me. Uh, the roster is official as of yesterday. So, as far as starters go, I think the starting lineup is going to be pretty consistent at least for a while. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is probably going to be starting at the point guard. Uh, and the, the backcourt will include uh, Luguin Stort and George Hill. George Hill's obviously a veteran point guard, so he's a guy that uh, I, I would not be surprised to see handle the ball plenty. But ultimately, Shea is being given the keys to the to the team to, you know, just go. So I'm excited to see him a uh, little bit more ball dominant this year. So uh, those three guys, in my opinion, it's a small backcourt, but it's a solid backcourt, so that'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Uh, at the four, Darius Baisley. I'm pretty sure he's locked in as the starter, which he absolutely should be, in my opinion. I think uh, in light of how young the team is and in, in terms of how much he improved headed into the bubble and then the things that he did in the bubble and, and now, you know, had, had a couple more months uh, to get ready for this season, I really expect him to have an explosive year. So I, I do want to talk a little bit more about him. But And this, at the five, Al Horford, obviously the veteran. Um He's going to come in. He's going to do some things. Beyond that, um, it's kind of hard to really pick out who's going to get minutes. Um, Trevor Ariza is obviously a guy, uh, a name that a lot of people recognize. He did not play in any of the preseason games. I believe he's still dealing with an injury. So I'm not really sure how much, uh, if at all, he's going to play uh, in a Thunder uniform. I feel like he's probably going to end up being a trade piece at some point, hopefully sooner than later, um, for his sake and for ours. But I'm not really sure there. Hami, Hamadou Diallo, he's going to get a, uh, plenty of playing time. I feel like he's going to be kind of a, uh, a hole filler. He's going to be asked to do a lot of different things. Dunk so I, I see uh, – he better be dunking the basketball. I'm with <laughs> you on that. He's going to get plenty of play time. Justin Jackson, he started the first preseason game, I believe, so I expect he's probably going to get plenty of play time. Not because I'm a Tario fan, but uh, I like him <laughs> He's a really good player. He slashes. Yes. He's good without the ball. Plays Pretty solid hustles defender. On, yeah, hustles on defense, and yeah, I, I like him. And then uh, after him, I'm, I mean, I'm not really sure. I feel like uh, Alexi Poku. He's he's probably gonna. I feel like he's he's gonna get those minutes. I really hope he and uh, Theo Maladon. I hope I'm saying Theo right. I'm, it's got it. Theo, Theo, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I know he's I know he's French, but um, Maladon. He. Uh, He's a guy that he was anticipated to be a lottery pick, uh, but he didn't do, he didn't look so hot over playing over in Europe. I guess uh, he didn't get as much play time. His coach ended up getting fired, and it it was a mess, I guess you could say, which which turned into a blessing for us because he ended up dropping to the second round. Uh, the 76ers drafted him, and we traded. Um, they drafted him for us, and that, that went down with the trade that involved Al Horford. Um, so I think he's a guy that's going to be a guy. 
if that makes sense. I definitely think he's going to be uh, part of the young core moving forward. I'm, I'm looking and, uh, I, you know, there's there's six names in particular on the roster that stand out to me as as the future of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Obviously, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Darius Baisley, and LeGuin Stewart, Hamadou Diallo, those four guys are – I mean, I mean, really, they're, they're the they're the returners uh, to the to the roster. <laughs> there's, there's only like a, a couple other names that were on the roster last year, but those four guys, the, to me, those are the youth. The, uh, the they're the future of of this team alongside Poku and Maladon. Um, those six guys, to me, I'm looking at that youthful squad, and I'm thinking, you know, we could really do something with these guys. So everything else is just going to kind of depend upon their development, building around those guys. And uh, based on that, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see where we go as far as the roster goes. But in my mind, those are the six we need to focus on continuing to develop. And then uh, everybody else can just kind of fall into place. And, you know, there's, there's some other young guys on the roster that could turn out to be solid. Um, we're, we're keeping Isaiah Roby around. Um, Kenrick Williams, he played two seasons in New Orleans and didn't, didn't do a whole lot. He could be some guy for us. Uh, Ty Jerome, there, there's some hype around him. Um, Darius Miller hadn't done a whole lot, so I, I don't really know what to think about him. Backup point guard on NBA 2K for me. He, is he? So he he did not play in any of the preseason games. And I'm not sure if he's. Uh, I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. I don't think yeah, he's dealing with. An, I mean, he may be dealing with an injury. I'm not sure. Well, so. Uh, well, looking at this, uh, well, Poku had um, 25 minutes. Uh, but so looking at the roster, and I saw Mascala at uh, Whole Foods, I think. Out there. <laughs> tall, tall dude, and, you know, he's just skinny and everything. I said, oh, right. Mascala. But uh, I got a prediction for the season. When looking at the roster, bold prediction. Okay. Uh, Thunder will be top ten in three point shooting this year. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that you said you had a bold prediction, not a flaming hot one. That's uh, I need to write that down because if you're right, I'm gonna have to start coming to you for my lottery numbers or something, man. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, if, 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 I just look at uh, is I mean, I think you got guys in here that can hit open shots. I, I'm with you on that, and I think. Uh, I think really we've got two options, I guess you could say, when you've got a team like this is, um, you know, Coach Dagnall can be super. That can, that can hit it. <laughs> I think it's going to contribute to that number I, I'm shooting out there. Did, did you see what we shot in preseason? No. See, he can't, you know, preseason, preseason. Well, I, this just goes to your point, though. We, we, should, we were fourth best in the NBA in the preseason. Oh, okay. Top forty-one point five percent. Listen, if we shoot, if we if we manage to make forty-one point five percent, then uh, look out. Here, here we come. Goodbye lottery picks. Unfortunately, or no, you know, no, maybe no, maybe no, we'll... we can't shoot that. We, well, no, we can shoot. I just want us to um, shoot good, but still lose. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I don't want. I want to say I want us to lose, but yeah, you do. Just say to... it's okay. It's it's all right, man. We're 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 letting it out there. We're putting it out there. Uh, you um, know, we, draft class, we really do want to lose. This draft class coming up is really good. So let me let, let me run through uh, the past few years here, three-point shooting, since you brought it up. Last year, we finished 17th, okay. which was pretty solid for us, um, considering. Because the previous years, uh, 
So two seasons ago, we finished 22nd. Three seasons ago, we finished 24th. Russell did not help. Uh, three, four. four seasons ago, we finished. This is the season after yeah. uh, KD left. We finished dead last. Dead last. Yeah, you had Robinson uh, uh, chopping them up. And then uh, the year that um, KD hit his last season here, we finished 17th again. So we've kind of come full circle, I guess you could say, yeah. from his last season here to where. But. But, I mean, even going back to when he was here, this team has never been a three-point shooting team. You have to go all the way back to 2013 to 2014. That's, that's the last time we were in the top 15. We, we were 14th that year. We were actually – uh, okay. uh, uh, Sharpshooter, number two. What's his name with the crazy hair? Morrow, Anthony Morrow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, go back to 2012, 2013, we were actually third. Yeah, well – Oklahoma City has never been like a – like I said, you know, since I've been watching Oklahoma City, I've never seen five guys that can hit a jumper. Oh, not at – well, and, and part of that is we've never been of the mentality of we need to have bigs that can shoot. Right. We've never had that. And, and listen, you either have to innovate or you have to adapt. It's one of those two things. The Golden State Warriors, they innovated and they created something new. They changed the game of basketball. Steph Curry really, he single-handedly changed the, the game of basketball. He transformed the way that coaching, teams, organizations, everybody, the way they look at three-point shooting. Yeah, he uh, so he I mean he did. He absolutely did. Yeah. So without without him doing what what he's done, the the NBA is not where it's at currently. So he uh he, he he changed the game of basketball. And unfortunately, we were behind the times, I guess you want to say. Just, you know, uh, Scott Brooks didn't want to take Kendrick Perkins out of the starting lineup in the 2012 NBA Finals. I'm, I'm not going to rehash that because that's an argument I've been through. I don't know how many times I tried to support him in hindsight. It was a terrible idea. It just He, he should have made changes. He didn't. Uh, and, and, you know, Stephen Adams, he's still more of a traditional big. I believe the guy can shoot threes. Uh, I, I wish we would have given him the opportunity. I hope he goes to New Orleans and he makes it rain. I really do. Give the man two or three shots a game from from the corner. Well, Let him see what he can do. Zion's gonna be in there bulldozing everybody, <laughs> so he's gonna have to move so, out of the way. Right. So uh, now that we've got, I mean, you, Al Horford, he was he was the team's best three point shooter. I think he was. Uh, I think he shot like sixty seven percent from three in preseason. And you talking bold predictions? Here's one for you. I think. Al Horford's going to turn the clock back a little bit and have his best season that he's had in a few years. So, especially especially better than he was in, in Philadelphia because they didn't appreciate him there. He wasn't used properly there. So, uh, I think he – I'm not saying he's going to go and have a, uh, a Chris Paul type situation, but I, I definitely think that uh, he, he's going to have a good season. And his three-point shooting is going to – listen, he has burned us so many times because – He'll, he'll pop out to to the wing, and Stephen Adams doesn't follow him all the way out there, and bam, he's knocking down threes. Now we've got him on the roster. I don't care how old he is. It, listen, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you can stand still, catch and shoot, then, then you're valuable. And that's, if anything, that's what he can do how, right now. How old now. is Al Horford? So, uh, he's like 34. Oh, he's my age. Man. Now, oh, well, hold up, hold up. Let, let me clarify. I'm not calling 34 old. It's just old no, by NBA. No, no, it is. I'm, I'm talking about 
basketball. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Getting out uh, yeah. dead, it's different, you know? Yeah, he's 34. Uh, that's absolutely true. You know, it's just different, <laughs> man. Uh, there, there's no there's no jumping out of bed. It's rolling out of bed. Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> – you're going to see him on the, riding the bike on the sideline. On the, on the sideline and got to stay warm. Laying on, the, <laughs> laying on his belly with the, with the heat on his back and – Right. But I, I do think, I mean, him and Darius Baisley shown that he can shoot. Um, Poku, if he, if, I mean, he, he's obviously going to – I don't think he plays anything other than – you know, there was mention that he might play some small forward, which just the irony in the word small next to seven foot two is funny to me. But regardless, we've, we've got bigs that can shoot. And so, I'm, you know, you, you might not be too crazy thinking um, top ten. If, if Dagnall lets it fly, um, well, you know, we last year we, we averaged right around 30 attempts from three. In the preseason, we averaged about 35, 36, which is kind of normal to shoot a little bit more than you would in uh, preseason than you would in, in regular season. But, um, again, I mean, if we got shooters, let a, shooters shoot. Let them shoot. Yeah, man. Uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm looking at like four or five guys that's going to contribute, I believe. Uh, Shay, he's going to. Slash a lot, go to the hole. Uh, I think teams are going to try to double team him a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's going to open up things. Uh, I think George Hill, he can hit it. Uh, Horford can hit it. Uh, Reza, uh, Jackson, and um, let's see. Is this the Darius Miller I'm thinking about from Kentucky? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Even like uh, Jerome or TJ Leaf. You know, but well, TJ Leaf got cut. Oh, he did. He, yeah, he got released just a couple Thunder, days ago. Thunder app. I'm on Thunder app right now. <laughs> well, they lying to you, man. They lied. Liars. And then, you know, Baisley, you know, he, I think he needs Baisley, to stay inside a little bit more. Not like inside, inside, but like on the right. free throw, the elbow. Uh, but I, 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 I like to see him uh, hit some more threes. Did you see that dunk he had? Uh, no, but I heard about it. I need to watch it. Oh, uh, man, I need to – I'll find the highlight and send it to you. I just sent you the the, the, the roster. That's the updated oh, okay. one. Uh, but, yeah, he he had a dunk where he came right down through the lane and he, he pulled it back and threw it down. It reminded me of a uh, former point guard that we had playing, oh, in a, play, playing in a Wizards jersey nowadays. But uh, it, it was nice. Yeah. Brought, oh, brought and, back uh, to him. Mike Muscala, he'll, be, he'll hit him too. Oh, right? yeah. He shot extremely well in the preseason. Again, I'm not sure how much he'll play uh, just because he is, I think he's 28 now, so he's quote-unquote getting up there, I guess you could say. But I, I, I hope he does play. I think he's a solid veteran. Um, he's a solid leader, and that's what this team is going to need. And, I, I mean, he can shoot. He shot really well in preseason. So I would I would definitely love to see him out there. So I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe we will be not just top 10, but top something. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think, like I said, it's bro prediction, and uh, I think we'll be in the top ten in three point shooting. And uh, you know, like I said, all, like I say all the time, I'm one of those thunder. I'm just a thunder fan. I'm one of those crazy thunder fans that get too high and too low. So <laughs> this is what I always do. We, oh, I we feel that fans in the game. Uh, I don't think we'll see it this season. Okay. I really don't. Um, season starts. Technically tonight, our season starts tomorrow, the 23rd, against the Rockets. Um, and the season is supposed to end on May 16th. Um, I just don't see 
I would be shocked uh, for them just to decide midseason, okay, we're going to allow this percentage capacity of fans. Um, th- there are some some cities in the league that are allowing it. Um, some people have a huge problem with it. They think it's so socially irresponsible. Um, we, you know, we, we've talked plenty about the quote-unquote pandemic and, and COVID and all that, and I'm, you know, I, I'm – Listen, I'm trying to be responsible, but I'm also you about to get your uh, vaccine. You're a teacher. Um, <laughs> I'm only level three, man. I wouldn't be able to get it for a long time anyway. Teachers are just level three. I thought it was uh, level two. No, nah, uh, at least what I saw. Uh, and regardless, it, 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 if I end up getting it, it'll be a cool minute for sure. I heard um, you just uh, you just rub your arm and, and shake it and stuff, and then you have to. Lay down for forty eight hours and take a break or something. And then like you that. get you get superpowers after yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah. It just, it just Listen, if I can start doing some child behavior stuff, that'd be nice. Picking up kids in their desk when they're asleep and um waking them up. That I'd, that'd be cool. Uh oh, but man. uh yeah. Don't do that so I, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you know. I don't think that uh fans will be in at least in our arena, um anytime this season. Uh, just because I think once you start the season with a certain precedent, um, it, it's hard to just change it midseason. Um, yeah. I, I, it would be nice if they do. I would love to go to a game. I'm, I'm not. You, I, I'm going to tell you I, something. This is going to be just what I feel. It's it's going to be just like the NFL, right? Uh, politics is everything this year. Politics is driving everything. And yep. We see the red states, the red cities. Those are the ones that have fans in their stadiums. Like when Tennessee uh, Titans, <clears throat> in the beginning of the season, they were the only ones that had fans. That's because it's a red state and Nashville's a red city. Right. So I, I think you'll start seeing uh, the blue cities, the blue states, they they won't have. Like California, right. Rose Bowl, they had to move out of there. Yeah. I <laughs> saw know, that. So it, I, I think politics is, and unfortunately, politics is going to drive that too. And so the NBA is just a private organization, and they 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 got a they have uh, property. Those arenas are just property in the, mm-hmm. in the city. So well, that's the thing. The Thunder organization has they they had permission. They were going to do, um, I think it was twenty five percent capacity, uh-huh. but then they reeled it back and decided. I'm guessing they got some some bad feedback from fans talking about social responsibility and everything like that. I think so it's from the NBA because I don't think the majority but, but, of fans around here are going <laughs> to. Right. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I mean, we're we're a red state, but Oklahoma City is blue, if I remember correctly. Oh uh, no, they they um, red now because um. Are they? Uh, what's her name? Baez, Stephanie Baez. She won. She beat Kendra Horn. Oh, that's in right. District five, which I didn't see that happening. I, I didn't it's, see that happening uh, at all. So I'm, I'm with you though. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it could happen, but I, I feel like uh, if it does, it'll, it'll have to be happening in a lot of other places before um, we jump in. Because as an organization, I feel like we try to, we try to stay pretty. I, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> uh, well, they call yeah. Sam Preston like a CIA agent or something like that. So <laughs> uh, that's probably what you mean. Try to, right. try to stay low key, but next uh, first five games, and my thought is only going to the magic. It's it's hard to pick. Um, 
we open up against the Rockets, and just so everybody knows, um, we do own the Rockets pick next season. So this is one of those games that it doesn't matter if we win or lose, um, because either way, it helps. <laughs> it helps our pick situation. So if that's the case, I would love to beat the Rockets. Yeah. I would love to beat them, especially James Harden with all the mess that he's causing right now. I don't know if you've been hearing or reading about any of that. Oh, yeah. I guess he, he threw yeah. a ball at a teammate yesterday in practice, which a lot really? of people are like, oh, that's that's not a big deal. That's just practice. I've thrown a ball at people, and I'm with you on that. But no, Harden is known him. as no, Harden is <laughs> Harden's known as a laid back kind of guy. So for him to be at that point, um, a lot of people think frustrations are mounting. So. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think because of that, we got an edge. Excuse me. So I would love to pick up that game. Uh, then on Saturday, we, uh, we we play the Hornets. That's one that's going to be kind of a toss-up in my mind. The Hornets are not supposed to be very good, uh, even with Mellow Ball. So uh, we could, you know, end up winning that. We could start off the season 2-0 and and shock some people, make, make, make the tankers mad. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. think game three, we play the Jazz. I don't think we're going to beat them. After that, we play the Magic. I don't think we're going to beat them. And then uh, after that, we play the Pelicans. And I don't think we're going to – that's New Year's Eve. I don't think we're going to beat them. So, I think best-case scenario, um, we're looking at two and three, honestly. The Magic? Boy, we're really going to be bad. Man, I – I feel like the Magic are going to be they, – they might they might be kind of good this year. I don't know. And by – I mean good for the East, like make the playoffs again, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I, so, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess we could go three and two somehow. Uh, but I think we're just as likely to go 0 and 5 as, as we are to go three and two. Maybe more likely to go 0 and 5. I feel like we're definitely going to win one. Uh, right. If I had – if I had to – if I'm putting money on it, I'm probably going to bet two and three just because I think we we for sure win one and then we accidentally win another one. <laughs> I say accidentally because I know we're, we're probably not necessarily – I'm curious what Presti's mindset is. Like, hey, Mark, uh, coach, I need you to keep us in the game and make it look tight, and then at the end just kind of let us lose. All right? <laughs> Do that. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm not really sure, but – I'm interested in seeing um... – the, the Hornets game because I think that's the rookie of the year on the Hornets team. I think it's gonna be mellow. I don't know if he he'll score enough, but did you see how pass he had? Man, it, it, he it, it's like Jason Kidd's son. Uh, he, listen, I, I've not been a fan of his for a while, mostly because of his dad. Maybe that's not fair, uh, <laughs> but business genius. Uh, so we'll 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 see. I mean, he. He's he's nice. I'll give him that. He's nice. He, he's not who I would have picked. Um, thankfully, we didn't have a pick that early. But uh, that kid for uh, he that Man, kid for said the same thing too. He said once you what he said once you get past the third pick, you really don't have anything. After yeah, something like that. That kid for uh, the Knicks, Obi Toppin. Yeah, um, he's nice. And then uh, obviously James Wiseman. Um, for the Warriors, I'll be interested. In, I think he's going to have an elevated role because Clay is out for the season now. And who knows what the Warriors are going to look like? That's going to be an interesting dynamic with Wiseman. Like, if if he actually dominates the paint scoring wise, and you you got Curry out there too, that's going. to I mean, 
and Draymond's missing the season opener tonight, so may, maybe Wiseman messes around and has a twenty and ten game in his debut. We'll oh, see. Really? Oh. Well, we're gonna get out here, guys. We're gonna let Zach get some coffee. And uh, I need some more, man. I've only had two cups already. <laughs> yeah, he he's got to get to uh, the store too. I got man, I got grocery shopping for days, but I got to get it done today. So that's <laughs> good, man. I mean, that's 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 a wonderful thing. To go grocery shopping, man. Just the you know, the holiday season going. To I'm bl- blessed to be able to afford it. That's the key, right? Yeah. And guys, earlier I said when James Harden threw the ball, we would fight. We would. I don't want to take that back. You wouldn't fight, you know. I'll be, you know, I, I do morning prayer every morning <laughs> on Facebook Live, so I want to make sure that. Uh, you still reading your proverbs, and let's say you learn how not to fight, right? Yes, so I, sir. I don't want to take that back. Uh, first, you would you would go to James and say, James, can you please not throw the ball like that in my <laughs> face? And, and then if that doesn't work. Then you you know you, you get your you get your paw your saw on your saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get your saw on. Hey Zach, if you had a chance, go and uh, look at Charles Barkley when he's talking about Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Uh, I've uh, on, I've on seen a little bit of it. Show. It is hilarious. I, he is hilarious, and he's he's spot on with a lot of what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just gonna say that a lot. Like, listen, Charles says a lot of crazy things, right? But uh, he he does have some good stuff in there a lot of times too. And um, we could we could talk for for another hour or so about Kyrie and Harden and how how crazy they are. But that's uh yeah. Yeah, so That's another day. We, uh, we may, I don't know, may come back on here, come back on here uh, tomorrow or something, whatever. We'll play the video and then talk about it because <laughs> it, it is hilarious. Said, Dude, you just a basketball player. <laughs> but uh, all right, Zach, you know, we're gonna get out here, guys. This is the Peak episode two. You can catch it on the website uh, every week. We're gonna try to come over here every week and talk Thunder basketball. It's gonna be a great year, guys. Great year. So, all right, Zach, I'll talk to you later. All right, man, thanks for coming on. Have a good one, man. All right, man. See you.